Today, 15, 20, or 25%. What tip option should you give your customers? Science tells us the answer. Plus, most people think your email newsletter is manipulative. Twitter spaces are shrinking. Another new ad platform launches with millions of targetable consumers. Why a beer company is apologizing for a holiday tweet that was anything but family-friendly. And on the Premium Podcast, which you can learn about at todayindigital.com slash premium, the top trends that will influence your brand's marketing strategy in 2022. It's Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. Happy New Year and happy World Braille Day. I'm Todd Maffin from EngageQ Digital, and here's what you missed today in Digital Marketing, episode 533. Most of you listen to this podcast because you sell things, many of you via e-commerce, some also in stores. And so you're managing the point of sale system, making decisions like, do I add a default tip screen to the payment flow? And if so, what options should I give the buyer? 10, 20, and 30%? 0, 15, and 20? To answer that, we tap into the world of science. Nathan Warren is an assistant professor at marketing at BI, the Norwegian Business School. He recently co-authored a scientific study of just that, and his team released their results in a paper called Who's in Control? How Default Tip Levels Influence Customer Response. Dr. Warren joins me from Oslo, Norway. Hello. Hello, Todd. Why did you call it Who's in Control? So what we looked at in this paper is default sets that are either higher or lower. Um, so a lower default set might be 5, 10, 15%. Higher might, you know, we see Grubhub has default sets starting at 20 or 22% sometimes. Um, we wanted to find out how that would affect customers. And what we find is that when people are presented one of these high default sets, they feel like they're being forced or they don't have the control to pick what they want. They're being forced to pick higher defaults um, than they would otherwise feel comfortable with picking. And what does that result in, them just not tipping at all? That makes them feel pretty bad about the whole interaction. So we just have a wide range of kind of emotional measures. We were trying to see if there was one particular emotion that really popped out, and there wasn't. It was just kind of negative. People feel more negative and less positive. <laughs> people just generally felt shitty about the whole process. Right. I wasn't sure if cussing was allowed, but yeah, that's the basic <laughs> gist of it. Um, and what that leads to is that people are going to you know, leave lower ratings of the business. They're not going to want to come back to the business. They're not going to want to tell their friends good things about the business. Um, and so you get this weird kind of scenario where people are tipping higher amounts, but actually less satisfied with the service. Um, and that goes against kind of a lot of our lay understandings of what tipping is, right? We think a tip is a reflection of um, good service, right? If I get good service, I'll tip more. And here what we're finding is people are tipping more and actually thinking the service is worse. Is there a, a default level where you have kind of met the perfect medium where it's not too high, it's still high enough to be somewhat profitable or good and doesn't negatively impact the user experience. Right. And so that's something we've been kind of trying to figure out. And we're looking at this idea of customer familiarity with tipping norms. Um, and so the more familiar that we're finding customers are with these different default sets, the more they are familiar they are with norms in a given context, right? Because if you think of this, um, you might be asked, some people are asked now for tips when they're making a political donation, or you might be asked for a tip when you're ordering from an online retailer. 
And that's very unfamiliar to people. And so there you're going to see a pretty strong backlash against um, high defaults. But in more familiar situations, there are those, those effects are a lot less pronounced. Um, I won't say that they're gone, um, but they're certainly less pronounced. And um, I think that it's a lot safer to use higher um, defaults. You just really want to be sure um, that you provide customers with options that are both lower than normal and normal. By the way, he's looking for more data, and you might be able to help here. He's looking for small businesses to run controlled experiments with, to look through their old data, to find out what the best defaults seem to be. They're also looking at the observability of tips. So if other people see when customers are typing in their tip amounts, how does that affect what people tip? If you'd like to chat with him to collaborate on that, you can email him at nathan.warren at bi.no. Our full conversation went into a lot more detail, including whether you should or should not have a 0% tip option. Plus, if you're going to, whether you should call it 0% or use the phrase no tip. Also, what three specific percentages Dr. Warren recommends you use and whether you should ask for the tip before or after the customer has received something. The full conversation is available right now on the premium podcast feed, which you can subscribe to at todayindigital.com slash premium feed. 57% of your brand's newsletter subscribers think the emails you send them are manipulative. The results come from a survey conducted by StoryDoc among some 1,173 U.S. respondents. Here's what else the report found. 55% said they know automated email campaigns are designed to trick them into spending more money. However, 55% also believe newsletters are a good way for brands to communicate with their customers. Millennials, by the way, are most likely to agree with that and... Boomers, the least likely to agree. Interestingly, a third of respondents said they have a dedicated email account solely for newsletters. In terms of email personalization, does it matter? Well, 56% of millennials said that they will open an email if it has their name in the subject line. But personalization doesn't go as far with boomers. Only 36% would open that email. And why do people unsubscribe from newsletters? The usual 52% said because they're getting too many emails. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So I had an interesting experience over the holiday. I was popping around some Twitter spaces, stumbled into one that was just titled EO. And at first I thought it was maybe Entrepreneurs Online or something. It turned out to be a very busy space with probably 30, 32, 33 people in there chatting, all women. What does EO stand for, you ask? Why, Elliot and Olivia, of course. The two main characters in the long-running Law & Order SVU TV series. The show's been running for 22 years now, meaning the show is older than some of the people in the space. Anyway, somehow I got into the discussion, and now it's a space I hang out in pretty regularly, even though I've only actually seen one episode and was, was not actually really that much of a fan. But there is something about spaces and clubhouse rooms that is compelling, at least for audio nerds like me. And a new feature being tested with Twitter Spaces might allow for more private chat sessions in the app. 
Twitter is testing new options that would enable Spaces hosts to restrict who can join their audio discussions. Users will be able to choose people to specifically invite or tweeps only, which are your followers. With this feature, there is potential for brands to host exclusive audio chat sessions for followers and have more private discussions with your audience. There has not been an official announcement from Twitter about when this update will be rolled out. Technology retailer Best Buy has announced its own in-house media ad sales operation called Best Buy Ads. Despite joining a crowded market of retailers launching their own ad operations, the company believes its relationships with its customer base and first-party data will make Best Buy ads stand out from its competitors. The company claims it interacts with 3 billion customers each year and has a deeper level of insight into those transactions than other retailers might. The new platform aims to help brands that sell Best Buy products and businesses that offer complementary products and solutions to their customers with ads on Best Buy's own channels and external sites. The popular SEO plugin Yoast is expanding beyond WordPress. Shopify merchants will have access to Yoast SEO beginning on January 18th. The company announced the new partnership today. It will cost merchants $29 per month. Yoast's SEO functionality will be similar to its WordPress cousin. A free version exists there, though. It will help you optimize your content by providing feedback on the findability and readability of your shopping pages. With Yoast SEO for Shopify, you can control your titles and descriptions in Google search and social media, get feedback on readability, use the schema graph, and more. And finally, brands trying to be edgy for free exposure is nothing new. But one company has crossed the line from edgy to outright raunchy. Pabst Blue Ribbon kicked off the new year with an apology after the company's Twitter account posted a series of, let's call them questionable tweets, criticizing dry January. You know, January, everyone swears off alcohol. And parents, by the way, I'm going all in on reading one of these, so now is your chance to skip 60 seconds forward. The tweets have since been deleted. They were part of PBR's wet January campaign that began on January 1st. The tweets featured a variety of content, including a post of beer-carrying people in a rain jacket with the caption, what if January wasn't dry? And another viral post that was a little, no, not a little, a lot more vulgar. It read... And parents, here we go. Not drinking this January? Try eating ass. How did the brand handle its marketing strategy? While PBR Twitter has not addressed the posts directly, the VP of marketing emailed a statement to Forbes apologizing for the language and content of the tweets, explaining, quote, the tweets in question were written in poor judgment by one of our associates, unquote. But really, was it? Or was this on page 17 of the marketing plan developed a year ago? My money's on the ladder. So I hope you had a wonderful new year, a wonderful holiday. I have heard the feedback from you folks. Yes, next year we will have more stuff in between. We took two weeks off, which is the longest holiday, by the way, I've had in eight years. <laughs> you know, when they say own your own business, you'll get all the time. It's, it's a lie. It's a complete lie. So next holiday, we will not be taking that much time off. Well, we will, but we will have some stuff lined up in the middle, some deep dive interviews uh, and stuff for you over the holidays. Also, tomorrow, now this has nothing to do with any of you, but I'm very excited we are getting a cat 
tomorrow, a derpy orange cat. We used to have two cats, but they have since passed on to the great catnip field in the sky of old age. I'm definitely a cat person, so it's a big deal for me. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, welcome to 2022. I hope things are well where you are, and we will see you tomorrow. Forward and past it. Your love, see, I surpassed it. I don't want what you're having. Never. So you can stop asking, cause we could have been different if you would have listened. Now the time just ticking. You wasted some that's missing. When my heart was up in prison. Nah, I do not care what for that change. Heart was locked up in chains. My love continued to drain. You tried to ruin me, had to find the new in me. Asking for another you and me, man, that's foolery. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.